The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. It's our Friday show. And I wanted to do something a little bit differently uh, in light of Glenn's new book coming out, Addicted to Outrage, September 18th. Just kind of go over the recent stories that are uh, in the headlines currently that are great examples of okay, maybe we need to stop and take a look at this and decide if this is the direction that we want our country going in. So um, the latest controversy is over Florida gubernatorial candidate Ron DeSantis. Of course, I know we've all heard what he said, what the controversy is, but let's go ahead and watch it. He is an articulate spokesman for those far left views, and he's a charismatic candidate. And, you know, I watched those Democrat debates. None of that was, was my cup of tea. But, I mean, he performed better than the other people there. So, so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is not going to work. That's not going to be good for Florida. If I had pearls, I would clutch them right now. (laughs) I am so shocked and offended. If you don't know the controversy there, uh, you know, he called his opponent English by saying he a cup of tea. Uh, and related to uh, him. It's, it's, you know, what he said, of course, was monkey it up. And supposedly when you say monkey, you're talking about black people, which I don't know anyone who's done that. And I don't know, what is it, 50 years? I don't know exactly what the time frame would but be. But if that's the first thing you equate when you hear that, doesn't that say more on yes. you? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it does. absolutely is. People keep bringing up the point of that, you know, only dogs hear dog whistles. Mm-hmm. You know, only people who are constantly obsessed with race are going to hear a racial dog whistle. And, you know, there, I don't think there's any evidence at all or any reason to believe that he meant anything racial by that comment. As Pat, you kind of pointed out on the air today, or was it yesterday, I guess, that he was talking about uh, the subject of the sentence is, is the policy, yeah. the agenda. Yeah, the agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was yeah. specifically talking about the agenda. Yeah, if he would have said, my opponent is a monkey, well, okay, right. you might have something there, or you might be saying... The guy's just hyperactive. Kid, I've called my kids I've monkeys. I've called my kid a monkey many A lot times. of times. They're all white. I don't know if anybody's seen them, but they're white. They're super white. Like uh, super mega Doppler white. Right. They're too white. So, uh, you know, when the subject is not even the person that you're trying to make it uh, racism about, then it's just it's a manufactured bunch of crap. Uh, I'm tired of this. It is. And it's interesting, too, to think about basically the the accusation here is he's trying to say he's racist without actually overtly saying it, right? Like, he's super racist and wants people to think about how bad black people are. However, at the same time, he's trying to hide it from the voters. And this is what's so interesting. Real racists don't have a problem admitting their racism. Mm -hmm. They actually want you to know about it. Mm -hmm. Richard Spencer has no problem talking to you about why white people are better than black people and why white people should live here and black people shouldn't. When you sit down and ask him about it, he will just openly tell you. He will openly tell you because he is a racist, Mm -hmm. right? And you know what? It's it's an ideology that was around. George Wallace had no problem talking about it either. Didn't need a dog whistle. Exactly. And the reason why people People don't want to say these things uh, overtly. They don't say racial things overtly. Is because they know everybody, everybody thinks it's terrible. 
mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you, including them. If they thought it was good, then they would say it. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things like you know, think about how divisive an issue like abortion is, right? There's a lot of people who absolutely think you should be pro-choice, and a lot of other people on the other side that say pro-life. Well, there's there's plenty of voices to find. Well, and there's plenty of people who will talk about it and take a strong stand publicly and put their name on it. That's not something that you're embarrassed about. The bottom line is you're trying to find these mistakes that you can turn into racism. You're trying to say, well, secretly in the back of their mind, there's this little idea bubbling and it just spilled out just a little bit in that speech. Mm-hmm. When in reality, these people aren't racists. You know, you can, you're just, they actually have to watch themselves to try to not make something that you can turn into racist. And that's something completely different. It's a different standard. Uh, all these, uh, well, hold on really quickly. Um, former RNC chair Michael Steele actually disagrees with you. Let's watch what he said. The assumption was that he, was the, that he didn't misspeak, that it was 100% a racial dog whistle. What, is it because he's connected to Trump? He didn't get the benefit no, of the doubt from no, many people, including Fox because News. because he's connected to Trump. It's, it's because it's how white folks talk about black men who are successful. What? Yeah, that's, what? That's ridiculous. From Michael Steele? From Michael Steele. Now, he's taken up what? a bit of a position as an anti-Republican Republican but how, lately. But how oh is that not gosh. super racist? Yeah. Like, what he just said is, it is. so racist. Right. I know. That's right. how all you talk about. Like, yeah. come on, give me that's a break. All, all white, you people. That's how yeah. white men. You white people. people. Yeah. Isn't that what he was just saying? He was all just you white people. saying he's a typical white oh person. Oh, my gosh. Who, uh, you know, it's the same thing that Obama said. Uh, wow. It's embarrassing. A lot, it's a, lot embarrassing. Of, a lot of this is like, you just and wow. Glenn talks about this a lot in his book, too, is just, look, just take a step back and have some freaking common sense. Mm-hmm. Just think critically. Like, no one thinks critically anymore. Yeah. Actually, when you take a step back and actually look at this, do you really believe that a guy that's about to challenge, that is about to have a, in a gubernatorial election, that he's going to say something racist on the number one cable news network in the United States? <laughs> no. no! Especially as he's moving into the general. That's I mean, ridiculous. Even if he was could, racist, he yeah. wouldn't say it. Right, not now. No. Like, he might say it. You could argue he's going to say it before in the primary because he's going to try to win over all those racists, but now he's going into the general. It's the last thing in the world you'd want to do, even if you were a racist. Because there's so many racists that are going to swing the election for him. Even still. And that's the thing. These voters who they say are so racist for voting for Trump and all these candidates aren't racist. Because if they were racist, they would vote for the person who was saying the racist things. Instead, what you're telling us is all of them will turn away from this person if they did something racist, which is generally speaking true, which shows that they themselves are not racist. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I just wish the media would kind of get over themselves a little bit and get to the point where they could understand that their credibility is on the line with these things. You know, if you, uh, for the very rare time on this program, we can actually say there are sports fans sitting around this table. Uh, but if you had a, if you had a uh, commentator who was calling the games for your favorite team and they were always saying the positive thing and always praising every single player and always saying how good every player that came up from the minor leagues was, blah, 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 they'd have no credibility with you. If sometimes they said, look, I mean, this guy just doesn't throw hard enough to make it in the major leagues, you would be able to have a little bit of credibility. And if the media would just say, hey, look, this one, this accusation against this politician, or Trump, or racism, this one's dumb. You not know, we're say, we're, this one's stupid. Brush it aside. Let's wait for something real. And, and not only that, but how much better would it have been for the other, for the candidate to say, "Look, I, 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 we've you know we, we've got a spirited battle here," but I don't think that's what he was saying. First of all, I wasn't even the subject of the monkey comment. His the agenda is so. Let's just move on. I mean, wouldn't that have been nice and refreshing and uh, adult, yeah. 
of him to actually admit that when he's got to know that that's not what DeSantis was doing. What's crazy with the media nowadays, it's, it almost seems like they've adopted like media matters tactics. Like that wasn't mainstream tactics before. That was like media matters. Yep. Like they, they would like listen to an interview or listening to what, like whatever a pundit or someone would say. And they would seize on one little thing that they would say, completely take it out of context and then try and blow it up. Now it's like the, all, all of the all of the media, mainstream outlets and even newspapers now mm-hmm. are doing the same thing. They're waiting for one little thing that they can take out of context, blow it up, and hopefully everyone gets outraged about it. Yeah, uh, years ago, Pat and I were on the air one day, and uh, we were talking about Keith Olbermann and saying how he was to blame for uh, a mass shooting because the person was a Democrat and was echoing many of the sentiments uh, that Keith Olbermann said on a show every day. And we said it was his fault. Keith Olbermann was responsible. By the way, obviously what we just said was ridiculous. Uh, you know, we, and we stopped and we paused and we said, mm-hmm. by the way, that, this is what they do to us. And they we made that, that point. Mm-hmm. Media Matters took the clip and ended it yeah. when we paused yeah. and then put, put it on the web and tried to get us all fired. And it wasn't until we called them out on the air and there was a big deal that they had to you know, at, write a correction and all this other stuff. But that's the, that is a tactic that Media Matters does. They don't exist to expose mm-hmm. something that's real. They look to expose to try to find the thing that they can turn into something that enough people will believe is real. Right. Um, that's a totally different thing. It's activism, not journalism. Yeah. Uh, and just to bring this all full, full circle, there was a certain 2008 candidate who may have said something similar. Let's watch that. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just... Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. Racist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's why it's so clear it was not racism, right? I mean, he's right. He obviously mixed up the phrasing a little bit, but saying monkey around with with, with the success of Rick Scott, which is what he's talking about, Mm -hmm. or throw a monkey wrench into the operation, the the operation of a successful Scott government. And also there's muck it up, which would also have worked there. He just seemingly combined a couple of those phrases. It's blatantly obvious it was not Which we've all done. I've done it on air. Everybody's done it. Many times. Uh, All right, so J.D. Martinez is apparently Pat's new favorite baseball player. I fell in love with him yesterday. Yes, uh, head over heels. He wrote a tweet in 2013. Here, here it is. And somebody dug it up. And, you know, because that's a new hip thing to do to Major League Baseball players. You look for super old tweets from when they were much younger. And then you put them out there and you, you try to get them fired, I guess, from their Major League Baseball team. Um, he put out this tweet, which is obviously the uh, picture of Hitler. To conquer a nation, first disarm its citizens. Okay, and then he put how that's why he always uh, he's always strapped everywhere he goes. He so he carries a gun. <gasps> yeah, oh, oh my. Oh my. So obviously that's horrific that he's a gun owner and he doesn't mind <laughs> he, telling He you. actually should be fired just for that. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that came out, people started uh, tweeting about him. There was the fake outrage as there always is, and he stated, "Yeah, uh, I still feel that way. I stand by the tweet." I'm for the Second Amendment. I'm a proud American, and I still feel this way. I stand wow. by that. That's for him. That's awesome. Good and nobody does that. What usually happens is that you equivocate or you apologize or I've changed since then. None of that. And, you know, he's got a lot on the line. The guy 
has a pretty sweet gig right now, and yeah. he's doing pretty well. And if he would have apologized, it wouldn't have mattered, because then the next thing that right. had been, they would have kept bludgeoning him until they That's got whatever right. they wanted. They'd keep true. going, it, keep going. It never matters when they apologize. Nope. He, even if it was something like when we saw with James Gunn. I mean, he... He had apologized and sort of tried to repent years before people dug up tweets that he had written that were so insensitive, and they still just bludgeoned him to death. They did the same and, thing with Laura Ingram not so long ago, the David Hogg and you know and his oh, you know, yeah. hit squad. She yeah. apologized, she gave in, and they yeah. were like, hey, you know what, still we're just still on. coming after you. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. It's interesting. We did the same thing about Tiger Woods recently, where we were saying he was kind of staying there and stood by what he believed, even though people were criticizing him to speak up more against Trump and all these things. And mm. part of this is. If you're just, there's a certain level of being really good at a sport that frees you up to do these things. I mean, J.D. Martinez is arguably the best player on what might be the best team of all time. I mean, they they may win more games. They've had a little bit of a slow streak here recently, but they might win more games than any team has ever won. Uh, And when you get into those sorts of... And an MVP season. And an MVP season for that team. He can say whatever the hell he wants at this point. Boston, they will protect his life uh, with their own. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good point because uh, I was reading, and I can't recall the... The guy's name, but there is another. There was another baseball player who something similar happened with. They dug up some old, you know, social media posts, mm-hmm. and they were they deemed they were them racist. inappropriate. Yeah, and oh, so uh, um, yeah. he had to like undergo sensitivity training, yeah. and he was forced to apologize. There's been two of those guys recently. Yeah, so I guess that because my first question was, well, maybe these sports figures are untouchable, but I guess it's only if you're a sports figure, but you're good. Yeah, there is a level. <laughs> you're really good. Yeah, you get so good, eventually you can stop it. I also would say, like, where are these agents? I mean, how on earth do you let a, one of your major league players? Without telling them, hey, dude, every tweet gone before you're drafted. Delete. Every single one. Mm -hmm. You're never going to know which one's going to burn you. All of them go. No social media history. You are a zero starting right now. Yeah, once you get famous, you might want to just eliminate your whole account and start over again. I mean, it would probably be advantageous for these people to do that. There was um, one kid in the NFL draft, I think. Yep, I, I don't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. He, he got caught from sending tweets yes. when he was like 16. It was the quarterback <laughs> from uh, Wyoming, yeah. uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, that's Josh right. That's Allen. right. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, he was a kid when yeah. he sent these 16. things. Like, come so on. So it was one of the pitchers. Both, in fact, I think both of the pitchers that had to go through the sensitivity training, mm-hmm. it was from eight years ago when they were 17 years old. Yeah. I mean, silly. Insane. Silly. All right, back in a minute. You know, in Boston. Hey, it's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. All out. You guys are still just sitting here talking about sports stats, which and I am a sports fan, <laughs> yes. but there are only so many stats that I can take. You're not a nerd. This, I get right. it. I I'm not it. a sports mm-hmm. nerd. So moving on to our Addicted to Outrage special, uh, Brown University, there was a researcher who released a study about uh, transgenderism and gender dysphoria. Um, I think you were just talking about that earlier. Yeah, there's something on the show on Thursday about that. Yeah, and um, so teens imitating their peers by turning trans. Mm. So it was a study about how many of them, you know, were possibly doing it to, because one of their friends recently said it, or um, Mm. because uh, there was one that said 
feeling uncomfortable in their own skin or feeling like they don't fit in. So, you know, just kind of nonspecific symptoms, which could be a part of normal puberty or associated with Mm -hmm. trauma. And they actually found that there was a large percentage, there was a correlation of uh, children who felt this way at the same time that one of these other factors was going on, which led them to believe that it was more about imitating their peers uh, instead Mm. of actual gender dysphoria, which is, of course, a real thing. Uh, And so the left, of course, torched Brown University. And Brown Hardcore University conservatives at Brown University, right? Exactly, and Brown, so Brown University pulled down the the article with the research and issued a statement. And part of the statement, they said, "Oh my gosh, the School of Public Health has heard from Brown community members express, expressing concerns that the conclusions of this study could be used to discredit efforts to support transgender youth and invalidate the perspective." the perspectives of members of the transgender community. It's a racing science. So you have to disavow yes. science now. Yeah. We, We're the we science used to deniers, be right? the science deniers, mm-hmm. and now they, mm-hmm. are, at every turn, are denying science. That's incredible. That's <laughs> insane wow. thing. So I'm working on something from Glenn right now about cultural Marxism. And so basically, just a really quick history lesson on it. Cultural Marxism were, were a group of Marxists that were pissed off that Marx's uh, revolution didn't engulf the entire world. So they were like, what's the, what's the, what, what, why didn't it happen? And so their, their idea was, well, the reason it didn't happen was because everyone was brainwashed culturally for capitalism. So their way to combat that was is to like, come up with a bunch of different social justice issues that could make people feel like victims. So they're like, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, they, didn't, they didn't have gender dysphoria then, but then it was environmental, uh, environmentalism. They wanted to make it to where Western culture and capitalism dominated the environment. So we'll make that an issue. Then it was like uh, feminism. They wanted to make it look like Western uh, culture and, uh, and capitalism dominated, um, what was the one I just said? Women, feminism. Uh, wanted to dominate women. So they made all these different social justice uh, things, but one, I just read just before we came on here, uh, one of their leading philosophers said that he said that whether things are true or whether there are facts or the science behind it does not matter as long as we make people feel like they're oppressed and that Western civilization and capitalism were, were their oppressors. Boy, we are there, huh? Yeah, we are exact, we really exactly are. where we are, and this yeah. is the perfect example of yeah. that. Yeah, uh, postmodernism at play. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, up at theblaze.com, I just saw this the other, I guess it was yesterday that I saw this up at theblaze.com. There was a college that is being accused of uh, rejecting an applicant for um, following Alex Jones on Twitter. (laughs) So this particular student got called into the admissions office for an interview. And, you know, I'm sure he's thinking, like, Hey, I get to talk about my academic achievements and I get to talk about, you know, maybe what I want to major in or whatever. And he got asked by the admissions person why he follows Alex Jones. So they actually asked him in his interview why he follows Alex Jones. Now, keep in mind, he had not ever retweeted anything that Alex Jones had said. He had never liked any of Alex Jones' tweets. It was the simple fact that he followed him on Twitter. So this is what they're alleging uh, in, in the particular lawsuit. And this student's lawyer went and did a background check and found that the admissions director follows Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that she followed other political groups and causes that are known to be politically left on Twitter. Uh, and I know that this kind of goes in line with some other stories that we've heard in the past about all of these universities, you know, really censoring or suspending or revoking admission to their universities because 
their beliefs, what it comes down to political beliefs. So what's, what's the school again? You said, did you mention uh, that? I don't have it on here. Um, I, I mean, if it's a, if, if, particularly if it's a state school, this yes. I think is a real problem. I mean, look, if it's a private school and they think they don't want to have people who they think are conspiracy theorists on their campus, I guess they cannot have them. Um, they can make those decisions in theory, though it's, it's, a follow, it's not a wise Is a follow decision. really, like, uh, right, well, that's said, not no. an indication. The, only, the reason I didn't jump on that one is because you said they did ask why, right? Yeah. So why do you follow Alex Jones? Do we know what his answer was? Because no, I really believe 9-11 was an inside job or because I think it's say. funny? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I look at, I probably have retweeted Alex Jones because I think he's hilarious. <laughs> Same. Um, <you> know, <laughs> there's a lot of people I follow, though, that I don't agree with on, right. on a myriad of things. And I, I Well, I follow him because I'm tired of them putting stuff in the water that turns the freaking frogs gay. Right. That's why I follow him. And I think that's the correct answer when they you're They keep asked. me up at night right? doing their that's gay frog point. stuff. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the youth. Now, normally, I don't care what the frogs are doing on their own lily pad right. but yeah. when it gets involved in my sleep pattern but it's right. outside your window i have a problem it's crossing the line yes uh so there was a 10 year old north carolina boy who came home from school mm-hmm. uh, tuesday afternoon it was a lovely tuesday his mom was like hey how was school and she could tell that something was wrong with him so she kind of dug in for more information and he said he got in trouble for saying, yes, ma'am. I love this story. Yes. So he was forced by his teacher, who did not appreciate him saying, yes, ma'am, in North Carolina. He was forced to write the word ma'am four times per line on both sides because she instructed him not to say, yes, ma'am. And the worst part of this story really makes me mad. Uh, the teacher had also told the boy when he said it that if she had been holding something, she would have thrown it at him. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's unbelievable. Ten years for old. For calling her ma'am. For, for saying, saying yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Unbelievable to me. Would skank have been better? <laughs> um, what should I say? I mean, well, how do, uh, I'm from the South, so I get it that uh, some people are not raised to use the word ma'am. Um, but, but doesn't everybody generally know that's a term of respect? Yeah. That's right. You know? Especially when you're you're 10. Yeah. Right. I mean, th- this is the issue is the teacher is trying to unteach something the parent has taught. Right. And that is not right. something that's that bad. should be that that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be that's assisting bad. the parents and bringing them along with some of the the uh, educational basics, yeah. not trying to unteach what my kid has learned at home. You're and, that and, outraged and, that a 10-year-old And that comes that right out of Glenn's book. Uh, he said it was a Woodrow, the Woodrow Wilson quote was the purpose of I think he was talking about universities, but now it looks like they're adapting that all the way down to elementary school is to make, you know, the purpose of 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 education in this system is to make your kids the more unlike your parents as they can. Yeah. And it's exactly what that is. All right, we're doomed. Back in a minute. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. student is uh, facing battery charges after she had an altercation in the classroom over are you ready this is a very controversial item a maga hat mm. oh my gosh can you believe it mm-hmm. i don't understand these mystical powers of the maga hat well it's a symbol of hate <laughs> yeah it's a symbol of hate that's it true yeah. radiates hate i guess yeah that's i'm glad that you're not the only one who feels that way. Right. Uh, so I believe we have we have a clip of, it's and it's very blurry, but we do have a clip of the altercation as well as her justification. Let's watch. That's a racist and 
hateful symbol. Joanne Butler is now facing two counts of battery, one against her classmate and another against oh. her teacher, who deputies say she slapped as he escorted her out of the room. Butler says she made the scene to express her political beliefs. Maybe just wake people up in some type of way because it's not cool the environment that our classroom is in. It wasn't handled the way I'd like it. Well, I don't agree with, you know, grabbing someone's hat and, and verbally talking to them that way. Um, but as far as the issue being brought up, that maybe this is something that needs to be not just, you know, needs to be brought up. What? What? Does, what? what needs to be brought up? Uh, taking people's hats from them? <laughs> and uh, physical uh, altercation, yeah. maybe? <sighs> and Since when did high school students feel com so compelled to express their I, political views? That was not me. No. Was, was I just was that disconnected? Me no. I think it's just a trendy thing now, right? It's like it's yeah. a thing where like they feel, this is their way to feel important at the moment. So they jump into these things, act as if they know what they're talking about on all of them, and generally speaking, get fawning attention from the media. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, wow, this person taking a stand, they're getting involved. It's like, you know... Maybe childhood isn't the time to be involved in politics. You're going to be in it the rest of your life, and it sucks. <laughs> the you know? worst thing, you're right. The worst thing they could have done is put her in front of cameras like that. Yeah. Ever since David Hogg got famous off this, every single one of them is waiting mm -hmm. to do something crazy so they can get on camera. Well, and her dad is justifying it. I mean, he sort of. He I mean, gave a yeah. well. He gave a week. I don't condone physical physical violence. But then he also gave credit to her. You know, uh, well, we need to discuss the environment. Like, why? What do you think the environment is? The environment, He's wearing a hat. Like, the, the, uh, the thing you're worried about is physical violence, and you prove that by jumping into physical violence. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's an Antifa tactic. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's a silly, look, it's also a silly high school girl, and, you know, we shouldn't get all that worked up about it. But as a parent, I mean, I think you've got to call that out, and you're going to say, look, this is not something that you, can, you should ever do, whether you're right on the issue or not. I mean, you might hate Trump. That doesn't mean you start punching people and slapping teachers. I mean, that used to get you expelled. Really bad. We should obviously lower the voting age. I think that's yeah, the, that's a that's, great solution. That's what we should get be more doing. kids involved in. Yeah. By lower, you mean raised to thirty-five. I agree. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So I don't know if you guys have heard this, um, but there is a really big problem with the new animal crackers cage-free oh, no. box redesign, uh, as you probably recall, because we talked about it on the show. They did free the animals from the cage, which was huge. It was mm -hmm. a big step toward uh, animal abuse all around the world. It was really, it. really big. But Vox has decided that um, this, doesn't, this doesn't go far enough because the new art doesn't address any of the underlying issues about ethics. Thank you. Exploitation. Finally. Mm. And corporate greed. Amen. And racism. Mm. Yeah, yeah, throw that in too. Gigante. All of the buzzwords. Well, yeah. look, there's a monkey on the on the box. <laughs> oh, you said it. I oh said it. God. I said the M word. Oh my god. You know, can, um, go. can we have a man. shame on you? Can we have a conversation. Uh, the, the bigger issue is is the lion is just about to slaughter the giraffe. The gorilla is probably going about to strangle the, the zebra. Mm -hmm. I mean, chaos is just about to happen the moment we say mm -hmm. action. Right. This there. is a real piece that was written, and I, it, I was like. Incredible. Huh? So in reading more, the, the author's basic point was that redesigning the box does not remedy the inequalities in play with the gender wage gap of Nabisco executives. <laughs> so is, I mean, you want to talk about a reach. Yeah, I, mean, I get that we all have to try box. to get clicks. I know you got to churn out a certain amount of stories every day, but I mean, this is a real, this is one of those where 
Fox isn't even trying on this. I mean, they're just throwing something out there. You know, like, so, what hey, would, what's your crazy take? Yeah, go ahead. What would that box look like? <laughs> if you were to address all those issues? Yeah, what, what would that box even look like? I mean... <laughs> It could be a bigger box, which might mean uh, bigger yeah. cookies, so we might want to sign on to this, actually. <laughs> it's a win-win. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, too, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. Rate us. I mean, only if you're going to give us a high rating. Rate us. And uh, have a safe Labor Day weekend. We will see you guys Monday. I want animal crackers. Not that box. No, I want that box. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.